0: Welcome to episode 145 of the X Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at season 6, episode 19, The Unnatural. It has an original air date of April 25th, 1999. The IMDb user score has risen from 8.5 to 8.7 out of 10. And the pedantic person in me wants to debate where the action takes place. In a literal sense, the action takes place in Washington, D.C., split between Mulder and Scully's office and the home of Arthur Dales, brother to the Arthur Dales we've already met. But the events depicted are largely in flashback to events that took place in New Mexico in the Roswell area in the 1940s. So in a basic plot synopsis, what we have is that while going through old newspapers, Mulder stumbles upon a photo of the alien bounty hunter in the 1940s, who's also sharing a photo with Arthur Dales and a baseball player. He goes to speak to this Arthur Dales, the brother of another Arthur Dales, brother of his sister Arthur Dales, the dog. I think it was the dog. One of the pets was also Arthur Dales. Really, Darren McGavin was unavailable to return for filming at this time, so they brought in M. Emmett Walsh instead. More on his career in a moment. And he tells a story about one of these shape shifting aliens who didn't want to go with the pack and just fell so in love with baseball that he just wanted to be a human baseball player. He took the form of a black player specifically to fly under the radar. When the scouts were there, he didn't play very well, even though he actually broke a record with 61 home runs in a season and could have easily gone to the big leagues. But because racists were threatening him, Police officer Arthur Dales was following him and he put the pieces together and stumbles on the fact that, yeah, Josh Exley really was an alien. By the time he figures that out, he's already tipped off the alien bounty hunter who works in a local police station who is coming to get him. He comes in the guise of a Ku Klux Klan member, and when Exley dies, he bleeds human blood instead of the acidic alien blood. So he has actually become human. A lot of the episode I find entertaining. It does have a good guest cast. As I said, we've got M. Emmett Walsh as Arthur Dale's brother to the one we already know. IMDB says he's best known for Blood Simple, Blade Runner, The Jerk, and Critters. He's got 224 credits to his name. We could sit here listing a dozen other things you'd probably recognize him from, including Iron Giant, Wild Wild West, not that Twilight, but a movie called Twilight from 1998, A Time to Kill, The Outer Limits, Free Willy 2, Home Improvement, the original Flash with John Wesley Ship. I mean, his credits go back to 1968, and they are still going. He's still working today. Now, Young Arthur Dales is played by Frederick Lane who was also INS agent Janus in the original Men in Black. He was an exchange security chief in The Dark Knight Rises. He was in Ordinary People, Shy Guys, 142 credits to his name. He is also still working today, and his credits start in 1978. Now, Brian Thompson returns as the alien bounty hunter. We've spoken about his resume many times before. Of course, it has expanded a little bit as he is still working with Four movies or other projects completed and in post production. Now, Jesse James is a young actor. This is his only X Files appearance, but he would go on to play parts in Angel, in The Butterfly Effect, in Monk, as Jared Stottlemyre, son of Leland Stottlemyre. He's best known for As Good as It Gets the Butterfly Effect, Message in a Bottle, and Pearl Harbor. The other notable guest star is Jesse L. Martin. So he plays the human form of the alien and the baseball player in this. He's got credits to his name also dating back to 1968. He is also working today, only 35 credits. But some of these include some recurring TV roles. For example, 198 episodes of Law & Order, which count as one credit. Regular runs on Smash, on The Philanthropist. He also plays Joe West and the Flash TV series, as well as the crossovers it has with Supergirl and whatnot. So, easily recognizable for him. And of course, we also like to talk about the cast and crew. This has someone who's never scripted in X-Files before, although he has contributed to the story. This was written and directed by David Duchovny. Now, this was his first X-Files script. He now has writing credits in other shows, including an episode of Dr. Kat's Professional Therapist, additional material for one episode, not the full thing, an episode of House of D, and this is the first of three full scripts that he is going to do for the X-Files. We've already seen his story contributions in four of the mythology episodes, specifically Colony, Anasazi, Avatar, and Talitha Kumi, and we will see it again in season nine. Or season eight. It's two thousand two and I've honestly blanked on which season William is from. But this is his directorial debut. And he did say at the time it was nice to do it with the X-Files, because you've got a crew who already knows what they're doing. He's got a strong director of photography, and it takes a lot of the pressure off. He was much more comfortable making his directorial debut here with the X-Files than he would be if he were to, say, make that debut in a feature film. It's just a much safer space for him to take that first step, when everyone's working with a crew who already know how to make the X-Files look like the X-Files. So he was a little more hands-off than a lot of the more experienced directors would be, just saying, I know you guys do your job well, so do it. So by and large, it is an entertaining episode, but a lot of that does depend on at least sharing to some degree the passion for baseball, or understanding a passion not necessarily for baseball, but for something comparable enough that you get someone's passion for baseball, whether it's another sport. You know, I mostly like the episode and I understand why for a directorial debut, you'd want to do it like this, where Mulder and Scully were not in it very much, so that he wouldn't have to direct and act in the same scenes at the same time. He could just you know, take that step back, focus on what's going on behind the camera, and do most of it as a flashback. On the one hand, it did make it a more ambitious episode, but on the other hand, it was a strong enough concept to pull it off. If anything, all I'm kind of unhappy about is that Scully's character is a little out of character. She's bringing in some of the traits that seem to be more Jillian Anderson than Scully. So I don't know if that was a conscious choice of Duchovny trying to give his co workers something else to do and, you know, give her a chance for a little more variety, do something different than what they normally have to do or whether when he was writing it he's just kind of blurring the lines between the actor and the character and consciously writing or subconsciously writing some of Gillian Anderson traits into Skelly. It's really hard to tell because she's definitely a little more playful and not quite as professional in this compared to pretty much every other episode we've seen her in up to this point. As far as the science is concerned, well, we've talked about shape-shifting before. The big thing here is that what we're not getting is a consistent look at these aliens. In the past, the reaction to their acidic blood has been immediate and extreme. Yet, when Exley bleeds onto his baseball mitt earlier, nobody there even seems to notice until they're picking up the mitt after the fact. And even then, scientists are working with it and there don't seem to be any detrimental effects. Now, given that it ends with him bleeding human blood and dying as a human being, just because he loved baseball so much, the whole thing is in flashback. We don't know how much Arthur Dales accurately remembers and how much is just senility and how much is pulling Mulder's chain. But there's definitely something that doesn't add up here. If you want to believe in miracles, fine. You know, that could easily explain away why the alien blood wasn't as toxic in its first appearance as we are used to. It's just because that transformation had already started and the effects were muted. It's easy to hand wave that away, but it would be nice if we didn't have to hand wave it. And again, the depiction of Scully is my biggest issue with this, but that transformation, it just felt like it was mostly a science fiction episode and then ends with fantasy. And i like to keep the two separate on a per-episode basis. I am okay, as you've heard, with a lot of the more fantasy-driven episodes, just as I am with the science-driven episodes. It's just when you can't decide which is which, that just rubs me the wrong way, but that could be a very, very personal thing that many people don't care about. So your mileage may definitely vary. Anyway, that's about all we have to say about the unnatural. Join us again in two weeks' time when we take a look at the sequel to Unusual Suspects, the lone gunman-centric episode, Three of a Kind. Thank you for listening.